Hello, everybody, and welcome to Real Education. Uh, this is episode six. Yes, it is. Yep, we're still rolling. Um, sorry we didn't get an episode to you last week. Life kind of happened and we got a little busy, so we decided to wait a week. Um, but we're going to get back on schedule uh, with two movies a week. So, today we are talking about something a little bit outside of our normal, of what we've done so far. We've mm-hmm. been pretty comedy based. Uh, and now we're looking at Vietnam War movies, not necessarily in the war, but um, events that or movies that take place after the war with certain mm-hmm. events. Um, we will be talking about Uncommon Valor and, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. The Five Bloods. The Five Bloods. Wow, yes. forgot the title of that movie. So a little different, a little more serious today, um, but it should be a fun one. So yes, yes. Scott, you want to take it away and tell us about Uncommon Valor. Uncommon Valor from 1983 stars Gene Hackman as uh, the colonel who is dead dead set on getting his son back. His son who um, got left in Vietnam, is a prisoner of war, has been harassing uh, politicians for 10 years trying to get them to go back and rescue his son and some of the other men from that unit that uh, got left behind. He goes and recruits a lot of the guys who are in that unit um, and has a young young man who uh, whose father is also lost uh, was MIA in Vietnam too. So you got Gene Hackman, you got Patrick Swayze as the young buck, you got Robert Stack as the money man who's kind of funding this mission, um, whose son is also there. Uh, you have Wilkes and Blaster, Sailor, Johnson and Charts who kind of round out the, the crew of men who go back to Vietnam to rescue these, rescue these guys who've been there for 10 years. And the movie centers around their training, um, their rehearsal for the mission, trying to get it down so they're ready to go. And once they get to Thailand, once they get back to Vietnam and Laos, um, plenty of things go wrong to hamper the mission and hold them back as things go along there. So that's Uncommon Valor in a nutshell. How about sure. how about the Five Bloods? The Five Bloods. So the Five the Five Bloods um, has Paul, David, Otis, and Eddie as the four um, four surviving Bloods, as they call themselves, mm-hmm. um, who fought in Nam, um, and and they they were uh, they they had a fifth guy, uh, Storm and Norman. Um, who in the beginning we don't really know what happened through the movie we find out a little bit about uh, how he passed uh, and it's the, the story is this group of men, uh, black men who served, they're while in Nam they were sent on a mission to recover some gold that had been lost in a, in a crash um, so they go in, they end up finding this gold, uh, they decide that instead of returning it that it, it's a fair, it, it, it's reparations, that it, it's owed to them, it's deserved by them. So they decide to hide it, bury it, um, leave it, say that it was, say that they didn't find it, they never recovered it, and then they have a plan to come back later on and uh, figure out where it was. Um, as I said, we, while they were serving, um, Storm and Norman passes away. Later we find out it's, uh, there's a little bit deeper, deeper meaning to that within the group. Um, the four bloods that are alive, they go back to Vietnam. They are now much older. Uh, it's much, much after, or very much so after the war. Um, so they go back to Vietnam to retrieve the gold and also to find the remains of uh, Storm and Norman, played by Chadwick Boseman. Uh, while they are searching for it, 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 it kind of devolves into um, a little bit of a treasure hunt, as well as there's some betrayal. They end up, they end up facing. Um, a, a lot of adversity while looking for this gold, while also facing some of some of their demons, some of their past that's come from fighting in this gruesome war, from being um, a part of the American system afterwards, and just kind of uh, facing who they are and, and what's come of them and what um, what they were put through. Um, in the end, 
they do find the gold. They end up in a shootout with a group that uh, they got double-crossed a little bit and decides they're going to just take the gold for themselves. Um, and it ends up in a in a, uh, a shootout between the Bloods, uh, a couple people that end up helping them through along the way uh, against this this group of Vietnamese led by uh, what is he an American? I thought so. I thought so yes. too. I guess yes. I never really paid attention to that. Sure. Led by, but I, I'm going to call him an American man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of that. That's the five bloods. It's all about their journey to recover this gold, uh, and it kind of shows their flashbacks along the way and, and the struggles they faced. So that's the five bloods in a nutshell. It's a two hour and forty minute movie, so a little tough to put it into short snippets. Sure. But we'll get a lot deeper into it here. So. Um, that being said, our topics for today, we're looking at the cast, the realism of the action, the battles, the fight scenes, all that good stuff. We're looking at um, how PTSD is kind of portrayed within the movie because it's a very main theme in both movies. Uh, and then finally, we're kind of short today on our on our um, categories. So we have those three and then our overall. Um, so let's dive into it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the cast, Scott? The cast, um, first of all, with Uncommon Valor. I think Gene Hackman is probably one of my favorite actors of all time. Um, we were talking about as we were watching the movie together, you know, he is the coach in The Replacements. Mm-hmm. He is the coach in Hoosiers. Just he, a great coach. He, he, pulls that, he pulls that role off. I love Fred Ward, the guy who plays Wilkes. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's really good in this movie especially. Um, we'll get into the... The portrayal of PTSD a little later on, but I think he portrays that really well. You've got Robert Stack as kind of the the guy who's got the money, who has is has lost a son. Also, I think Swayze, Patrick Swayze, in this movie was pretty good for an early actor. Yeah, there, new. you know, pulls off the the action movie role pretty well. There's a lot of other good character actors. Tim Thomerson plays Charts, the guy with the sunglasses at the beginning. Um, Harold Sylvester is the other um, helicopter pilot. He's been in a lot of different things. So I like the cast in Uncommon Valor. Uh, Zhang and his two daughters who help them out once they get to Thailand. There's some there's some good acting there. So I'm giving the cast of Uncommon Valor a 90% grade for that. Into Five Bloods, um, I didn't like it as well, Mitch. I'm going to be real honest there. Um, Delroy Lindo, he kind of, he plays Paul there, and I'm not sure he's got the star quality, the acting chops, whatever you want to call it, I don't think he's got what it takes to to be the lead in a movie. I love him in a lot of other things. I think he's a great character actor. He was in Get Shorty, one of my favorite films of all time, and he played that part um, fantastically. Uh, He just is not able to carry the movie. Um, the The other guys who played other bloods in the movie I think are good I think they're really really well done uh, they're good actors they're not name stars you probably wouldn't know them from other roles um, Clark Peters who plays Otis he was in The Wire which I loved when it was on HBO the first first time I watched that he was also in Three Billboards um, mm-hmm. a movie that came out a few years ago but those other guys other than Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. um um, who was very good too. As far as some of the other tertiary characters in the movie, I'm not impressed. I, I wrote down average to poor casting and actors. So I give the cast of The Five Bloods uh, a 75. I kind of hammered that one a little bit. So how about your thoughts and your grades for the cast there, Mr. Marvin? Uh, on Uncommon Valor... Um... Again, as I say every week, old movies not not my not my specialty. So it's always kind of fun because a lot of these people are relatively new to me. Sure, um, I do love one that's not Gene Hackman. Like he's awesome. I grew up Hoosiers. I mean, mm-hmm. the replacements when I got a little older. Like I didn't even realize that was him until re- I I shouldn't say that. I knew it was him, but after seeing him again today, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He's I've been liked a lot of things, and yes. he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, we laughed because we talked about the idea of. You know, 
Hollywood these days seems to be focused a lot around the looks. Yeah. yeah. And for him, I'm you know, no offense to him, he's not a, a great looking guy by no, any means. No. But can he pull a movie? Yeah. He is an incredible, incredible actor. Um one of my favorites uh, was Sailor, Randall Craig Cobb. Yeah. Not necessarily because he's the best actor. Uh, can't really deliver lines all that well. It's not his forte. But he does He does little bits of comedy here and there. And yeah. he plays the crazy dude pretty well. Yes. Um, he definitely portrayed that. So I thought he was hilarious throughout. Patrick Swayze, like you said, young in his career, looks very young in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and held his own. I thought he did a really good job... Um, we're going to talk about uh, Fred Ward later, I'm sure, with PTSD, like you said. Yeah. Um, but overall, I I liked this cast. I was I was surprised with how much I liked this cast. Um, I there's still just always those little pieces of me that like again, Randall Craig Cobb line delivery not incredible. Um, there was a couple, and I I put a lot of this on it being an older movie, and that's why I'm not always fair to the older movies. Sure. Where some of the dialogue or line delivery, I just thought was a little. Eh, You're allowed miss. to be wrong. Yeah, that's okay. Wrong, so. Right, right. No, I'm critical of it because it is. To me, it's a little choppy at times, and sometimes yeah. it's, the the dialogue's interesting. Um, but I was overall impressed. I gave this an 85 overall. Okay. I gave them an 85 on cast. I I don't think it's the best cast I've ever seen, but it's far from bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's got good people on there. Now the blood, uh, the five bloods. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with you, where, and we'll probably talk about it more as it goes. Not, not a great movie in my mm-hmm. mind. Um, and a big part of that, I thought, came down to the cast. Um, hitting on the positives first, Chadwick Boseman um, is good in everything. Mm-hmm. I thought he did a good job. Um, I, I seriously, I think he's good in just about every movie yes. he's been in. Yeah. Um, and it's a it's another it's, guy we lost way too yes, young. I was yes. just gonna say it's mm-hmm. sad that we will not get to see him do more. Um, he had an incredible career. Um, I also thought, and I, I got to correct myself earlier. I said David was one of the five bloods, and he's actually the son of. Mm-hmm. I meant to say uh, Melvin. I missed that. That was the fourth one I missed. Um, I thought David, who plays the son of Paul, um, at, or, uh, portrayed by Jonathan Majors. I thought he did a pretty good job. I was pretty impressed with him. He's one um, who, especially because he was constantly working with Delroy Lindo, mm-hmm. who getting in my negatives, I, I'm with you. I didn't like... I thought he did a couple good things, which we'll get to with PTSD. Sure. But I was not overly impressed, and I'm with you. They spent a lot of time on him, and I'm not sure he was a guy that could that could hold that much time. That could time. have that much scene yeah. time, yes. Um, and that's part of the reason I thought... Um, I thought his son, Jonathan Major, played by Jonathan Majors, did a good job. Is because one, um, I put a lot of it on Delroy Lindo, but also the, I didn't think the script was very good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was choppy at times. I thought it was eh, blah at times and boring. Um, specifically for Paul, for uh, Delroy Lindo, some of the some of the times he gets caught talking a lot, I was like, Ugh, this is yeah. drawing out, yeah. boring, not really having a point. So I thought Jonathan Majors did a good job because I thought he brought a lot of energy and a lot of a lot of attention and kind sure. of I don't know I might be way off on that I was just impressed with him. No, no, um, I think you're, I think you're on there. Uh, otherwise, I liked I I, I did like um, Clark Peters was good, Norm Lewis, Isaiah Whitlock. I'll I'll say this I I thought they were good, not great. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job. Um, I think there were a lot of problems with this movie on the non acting side. Um, just again, as far as editing some of the script stuff, um, so I thought these guys did a good job. I wasn't overly impressed. And then, like you said, your your side characters, yeah, yeah, I yeah. could have done without. Honestly, like they were, didn't really leave a didn't bring a lot. No, didn't, didn't bring didn't, a lot to the movie. Didn't no, didn't, didn't move the story forward. Didn't add. Um, yeah, and and I actually really like Paul Walter Hauser. Um, he was like, uh, oh, what was he just in the? Uh, oh my gosh, the Atlanta bombing. Oh, um, oh, Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell, I, yes. I like him. I think he's mm-hmm. done a good job. He didn't do anything in yeah, this movie. Yeah. I don't know if that's because they didn't give him anything to do mm-hmm. or that's just how he played it. I was a little underwhelmed by that. So, sorry, I got on a tangent there. Um, I gave that cast a 70. 70? I, I was unimpressed. Okay. Gave that a 70. 
So that leads us into, of course, if we're talking about a movie centered around Vietnam. There was a lot of um, a lot of lot to do with the war and the battles and all that. So, what did you think about the realism of the action? The realism, and I'm going to kind of talk about the mission here too. You know, Love that. Of, of of what was there. I think an uncommon valor at the time, especially early '80s, you had that whole hangover from Vietnam. People were still. It was still a very touchy subject to, to make a movie on. And the director, I'm going to look here, his name is um, Ted Kotcheff. Ted Kotcheff, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> but this is his second movie in a row because he did the original First Blood, the first Rambo movie with Sly Stallone, mm-hmm. commenting on his feelings towards Vietnam too. So um, I think the politics behind it, Gene Hackman brings a lot of that whole fighting with the politicians and negotiating with the Vietnamese government of trying to get these POWs and trying to bring them back home. A lot of people in the United States didn't care. You know, those Vietnam vets paid a huge price. And I think a lot of that was portrayed very, very well in the movie. Um, It was easy to follow. It was easy to understand the the script and the storyline you were going with um the ending of it very sad and bittersweet there i mean they got most of what they were going for mm-hmm. but there were some casualties there of their own crew and um not finding frank at the end yeah. was was pretty rough pretty tough um and i think hackman you know really portrayed that well the it looked like you were in Vietnam, not having ever seen Vietnam with my own eyes, but they filmed it in Thailand, they filmed it in California, they filmed it in Hawaii, so pretty believable, really. Mm-hmm. So I give Uncommon Valor an 84 for that realism and 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 what it brought to there. Um, to Five Bloods, I think we're going to touch on this a lot, the chaos of everything that was going on. I see what Spike Lee was going for in that movie of this happened, this... I mean, putting you in that situation and everything feels off-putting and everything is is cutting here to there and it puts you on edge in a good way. Mm-hmm. In a good way. Um, it was very immersive. I mean, when I was watching The Five Bloods, when I was in those scenes, I mean, you're like... Gosh, what's going to happen next? You know, is it is it going to go to here? Is it going to go to there? I think I understood what he was going for. It just wasn't always totally well executed. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot was confusing at times. At times, very um, confusing. Yes, I mean, I and he actually did because so much time has passed. He did get to shoot in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily scoring it higher because of that advantage he has. So this is the one I think that I struggled the most scoring. So um, going back to Uncommon Valor, I give Uncommon Valor an 84 for that realism. I'm giving The Five Bloods the exact same score, an 84, 84. also. For the things, the things that it hit on, it hit on well, and the things that it missed on... It missed on big, I think, for me. Um, the scenery was great. The ending was not satisfying into Five Bloods for me at all. No. The gold and all of that, I just, I didn't buy it. I didn't, I didn't care into Five Bloods when somebody died. Mm-hmm. But just finishing watching Uncommon, Uncommon Valor, Valor, I almost teared up at the end yeah. when when. They they didn't bring Frank back, and you know, yeah. McGregor's talking to the Colonel, and it's like he saved my life that say, and they embrace, and it's like you know that's a touching that's a touching oh, moment, that's a touching scene. It got to me because of that. So eighty four for both on the realism of the mission. So how about that's fair. how about your grades, Mister Marvin? So I'll start with uncommon valor. Um, Realism, kind of like you said. Uh, I I also tie the the whole mission, the plot. I even put training when I was thinking mm-hmm. about this into this. Is kind of um, uncommon valor through the beginning. I was kind of like, okay, it's doing a good job showing them showing how hard he's working to get this. Kind of like you said, people really didn't care no. about. No. 
prisoners of war and stuff like that after the Vietnam War. And so the beginning, I really liked it. Kind of, it showed him trying to get a hold of politicians and trying to get this plan off the ground. And it showed a lot of that that neglect. Mm-hmm. That and I like that about both movies is it look takes this very controversial topic and keeps it very controversial. Yes, makes it yes. very known that this was not a popular war and that there were some very very major issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that setting it up. Uh, we get into the training. Training for an uncommon valor kind of hurt it for me. It was very comedy. There was a lot of comedy within the mm-hmm. training pieces. Um, and for me, that was like, especially when it gets to the end, because at that point, I was like, okay, it's a little bit lighter movie, but we're talking about Vietnam, so I knew it right. wasn't going to be that light. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, there were moments within it, like uh, like where Wilkes is sitting outside at night, and then he goes up and talks about the frozen bodies and all yeah. that. So there was yeah. peppered in, and those brought it back to that, um, again, which we'll talk about, again, the after effects, but that did ground it again in realism, but there was a lot of comedy, um, there was a lot of, it was really lighthearted, and, and, I mean, maybe that is the case, but for me, it kind of changed the tone of the movie, and then you get into them executing the mission, mm-hmm. and now you get, uh, you, you get that feeling, uh, that, that chaos, the scenery, like you said, was one thing I really liked, um, the way they set it up, so when they shot of them going into the, uh, POW camp, mm-hmm. um, and then also just the the chaos and the breakdown of their plan, the violence, and, and not everything goes to plan. They lose right. their weapons. They have to find new ones. They get in there, and everything kind of falls apart, and they just keep grinding, grinding, grinding. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm getting at is I was really impressed, especially through the later part of the movie, with with kind of the chaos and the feeling of, of war and that feeling like kind of like you said, I've never been to Vietnam. I've never been in war, so take my word with a grain of salt. Right, right. Um, but again, that, that feeling of just everything falling apart, everything getting crazy, constantly readjusting, I think that's a very real thing, and I like that. And then the ending was another really, really bright spot as far as, I mean, actually it was a really bleak spot because mm-hmm. it ends on a really sad note. They lose a lot of members of their team um, who were willing to lay their lives out there. They saved these POWs, but his son died of an illness right. um, earlier on. So I, I thought it did. I thought it did a great, or a pretty good job at parts of grabbing that realism and pulling pulling the emotion out of you, making you buy in and be, be in the middle of it with them. A um, couple things that hurt it for me. Again, a lot of comedy in there, which I like. I'm not taking away from the overall movie, but they tried to throw some jokes and bits in there, and it was pretty funny. Um, also, the excessive use of explosions <laughs> just killed it for me because I kept looking over at you like, another one? Yeah. And then another one, and another one. And for me, that kind of took me out of it, of like, yeah. oh gosh, they got really... And then you were telling me, like, in 83, that was a big thing, was oh, yeah. the explosions. Yeah. So to me, that's also kind of funny that they just let them all rip. Mm-hmm. Um, so overall, it ended up, when I weigh all that against it, I, it ended up in the middle. It's kind of, you use this, I'm going to steal your phrase, when it, was, when, it, when it hit, it hit well. For me, when it missed, it missed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with a 75. I okay. had that very average in my mind. Um, the parts I liked, I loved. The parts that took me out of it really took me out of it. Yeah. Divide Bloods. Um, I, the, the one thing that I liked, and again, I'm just stealing from you, but I agree with this completely, the chaos. Mm-hmm. The way it was filmed, the way he kind of intentionally... I mean, makes it hard to follow at times and kind of crazy when they would flash back or when they get caught in some conflict and everything's moving really fast and it's I mean, shot at a fast pace. Um, I think that's what he was going for, was yeah. that idea of putting your mind in that space. Now, outside of that, I had some major issues. The flashbacks to Vietnam. One, I kind of would like to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my first piece, was if you're going to go there, let's go there. I wanted to see a little more of them there. Sure. Um, two was, I didn't love I, the idea of keeping them as their older selves in those flashbacks. That's more of just me being picky. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that made it, that put it in the fact that it's in Paul's head. That we're right. seeing things the way he saw them and he's visualizing right. himself as himself now. Um, and for me, that takes away from the feel too... Because you do know, or at least when I watched it, I was like, okay, we're in his head. This isn't happening right now. He's reliving it. Yeah. For me, it would have been much more of a dive-in if it's a flashback to them as 18-year-olds. And also seeing 18-year-olds, like Chadwick Boseman sure. is in his is, is the younger version. Because I'm watching that the whole time thinking, okay, is, he, is the message here that 
They've never... Vietnam's never left them. Yeah. They've never left. It's just... Part of them is still yeah. there. And I mean, it just... It's it's one of those confusing parts. It is. You know? And I... Like you just... I think that's exactly what it was. They were trying to show that, like, that's... It's him seeing it that way, and that's what it is in his brain, and it's forever a part of him. Right, right. But for an audience trying to, trying to get the emotion of those moments, mm-hmm. I think it would have been more powerful to see them at their younger ages dealing right. with that conflict as a... Because they also shot it where you didn't ever really get a good look at them. You no. knew it was them. Yes. And but their faces were kind of obscured mm-hmm. and it was like, are they is that really them now? Is yeah. that, you know, something else? So So again, uh, talking about realism, what I'm getting at is is that you're you're turning it more into a metaphor than the actual realism mm-hmm. of war. And so when we're talking about this category, I think that hurt it a lot. Yeah. Um the other thing was the plot threw me way off when they brought the double, the the stab in the back and them going after the gold and then a final shootout that was like a, from a bank robbery movie. Yeah. Uh, it was like you said, I, I didn't care as much about the characters because I felt like I was struggling to follow what kind of movie this was trying yeah. to be. And for me, that plays right into realism because I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, what is going on right sure, now? And sure. I'm out of it. Right. Uh, so that, those were some of my issues. Uh, that the bummer for me was at the beginning, I really thought it was just going to be a deep dive into these four guys and a real, real evaluation of who they are, where they came from, and their time in Nam, mm-hmm. and a lot about um, Storm and Norman and kind of his story. Uh, so all that being said, that was a very long. I'm really long winded today. That's so, okay. Uh, uh, so for realism, I gave Uncommon a seventy five. I gave uh, the five bloods. I gave a sixty. I sixty. Was, I didn't like it. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. So leads us into our last topic before overall. Um, PTSD explained. Uh, what did you think about PTSD? How did each movie show it? And I, I don't think you can talk about a move, uh, two movies where you go back to war of people who went through that without at least thinking about this and yeah. discussing it and. Never having served combat, never having those kind of things, it's very hard for us to judge that. Oh, so for sure. For any sure. of our listeners, if if you have a problem with what we are saying, we completely understand. We understand. So, but as as looking at that of how these actors portrayed men who had been damaged by war, you look at uncommon valor and when. Hackman's character goes back and tries to talk them into going back. You know, you see Wilkes, who's welding his sculptures as a way to get through these Mm -hmm. days that he's struggling with. Um, Blaster is doing BMX, which was big at that time with kids, (laughs) you know. It's definitely a sign of those times. Um, Sailor is in jail and is licking the two-way mirror, you know, and it just... He's got some great lines there when he's talking, and he he totally wants to go back because no, no part of his life has ever felt like he's done something when he was fighting in that war you know he wants to go back and make things right um the two pilots really struggled with that you know one is a successful hospital administrator who doesn't want to put that in jeopardy and the other one just i mean he goes about his days flying helicopters dusting crops and ignoring his wife basically Mm -hmm. so um i think Uncommon Valor does that pretty well. I mean, it's it doesn't come right out. It some of it is nuanced. Some of it is stated blatantly about when they tell the story about Wilkes and why he's claustrophobic and why he has the issues that he has. I mean, that's that's a pretty important scene mm-hmm. in that movie. So, for Uncommon Valor, I give it an 88 for the portrayal of that PTSD. The Five Bloods, I don't know. I Paul is angry, and Paul is angry. Paul is very angry. Paul is angry. We just get hit over the head with that, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, gosh, that's it's disappointing for me that, that Spike Lee just 
puts the angry black man character in there, you mm-hmm. know, that he is he is more skilled than what he showed there. Yeah, as we, a director. We talked about this is far from his no. best movie. Yes, yes. It, it was I mean, a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Everything there the lines and the dialogue and the the character choices, they're just hitting you over the head yeah. with it. It's not they're telling you something instead of showing it yes, to you. Yes, it's hit. I mean, it absolutely serves it to you on a platter. Yes, so here, this yes. is what you should be thinking, and this is who this person is. And, and as like, somebody who enjoys movies and somebody who wants to experience that movie, that's very disappointing. Yes, that's very disappointing. I agree with that. Completely. So I, with giving Uncommon Valor an eighty-eight, I gave to Five Bloods a seventy-two, and I think I was kind of generous on that. That's fair. I mean. Just knowing what knowing what Spike Lee is capable of, and you know maybe I, you can't always put it at the place of the director. You know, there's editors and there's there's script writers that have some responsibility to bear there too. Oh, for sure. So, how about how about you, Mitch? So this is funny. Um, we're gonna disagree on this one. Okay. A little bit. I just it, it's gonna be interesting. And okay. our scores uh in similar fashion the last time we recorded when we were about the same. Uh, we're about the same again, only flip flop. Yeah. Uh, so uncommon valor. Uh, I thought the way I would describe it is I thought it did a good job of showing um, showing kind of sorry, I shouldn't say showing, explaining mm-hmm. the PTSD, them talking, you hear them speak about the things they went through. Yeah. And and it was very powerful. Again, like you get to see, um, you you get to see in the very beginning when he goes and talks to everybody. You can see that they're not necessarily all functioning the same way they would if they didn't go to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. They each have these little issues, whether it's secluding themselves from everybody, diving into some hobby to get it out of their head, um, or being in jail and, and losing a little bit of your marbles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I did a good job explaining it. Uh, my issue comes down to. One, I thought it was used for comedy purposes at time, and I just, for me, that's tough in a Vietnam movie. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to sit here and act like I have this huge opinion on Vietnam or I know everything that went on, Right. but when I just think about the weight of that situation, mm-hmm. and then you use, because, and correct me if I'm wrong here, because no, I, I think right. they were using, like, Sailor, I... Are we assuming that he's a little crazier because of the war? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, that's I what I got that's out fair, of it. Yes. And, yeah. So, and then they or use, because he's a soldier, yes. and he doesn't have a war to fight. Yes, you know. And I'd qualify that under that PTSD sure. that you've been through it, and sure. he's not functioning. At uh, he's not necessarily the same person he was. And they used it for some comical value, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I did think was funny. Yeah. But if we're talking about portrayal of PTSD, I think that's a tough thing to pull. Mm-hmm. Um, the the other part. Um, was, and it's what I think the, the, the Five Bloods did at times well, is you didn't get to see a ton of the reaction. You're going to see some of it. I mean, when, uh, who is it who's going into the drain? Uh, Wilkes. Wilkes. And he's like, I mean, he turns away immediately and turns back and just kind of looks away. I mean, you get little bits of that. Mm -hmm. Um. And I will again reiterate, as we're saying this, we I can speak for myself, I think we're both in this boat. We don't really know, like, this is not our specialty. Yeah, so yes. take what we say with a grain of salt. Right. Um, but for me, I think when you show that, you show that reaction to the world and kind of the things around you, how the everyday stuff changes, mm-hmm. I think it really helps people see, like, how detrimental that is. And I'm not saying they didn't show that at times, but I thought it could have been better. I gave it a 72, actually. Mm-hmm. And to Five Bloods. I agree with what you said, and it's the reason this isn't higher, because it would have been much higher. Um, I agree with what you said as far as hitting you over the head, and he was just angry, angry, angry. The one thing I loved, though, that it did is it showed just some of those little things that Paul could not get past, Mm -hmm. and that haunted him. So, like, that underlying um, still racism towards the Vietnamese. Right, sure. like he just yes. does not trust Vietnamese oh, at yes. all, and he can't get past it. And in mm-hmm. your head, you're like, "Well, it's not wrong, or it's not right, to put a group of people in a category." Right. But when you've been through the Vietnam you War, you it. get it. Like you, you're like, "Dude, I, he's just there's something off up there." Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing was, is it shows a, a, in a lot of situations when things get excited around him, 
the scene with the chicken mm-hmm. where the dude's forcing it into his face. He's like, buy it, buy it, buy it. Yeah. And then uh, this is where I give Spike Lee some credit in this movie that I don't think he did a very good job on. Uh, in these scenes where Paul's getting really fired up and having like panic attacks, mm-hmm. he kind of speeds up the chaos. He makes that, that chicken scene. It starts sure. as like a normal interaction and then it starts right. cutting fast and then it starts getting louder and you see him panic and panic and lose it and freak out. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, those are huge. Like for me, when I think about showing PTSD and explaining it, like for that, that hit home for me. I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't imagine little things in your everyday life putting you in this box to where you can't even function, to where your brain just kind of goes haywire. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought in that regard, it did a good job. And like I said, it came back down because then they just kept beating you over the head with it and beating you over the head with Paul's angry, he's crazy, he doesn't have any rationality. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought it went too far. But I gave it an 89 for those little bits that I thought it did really, really well. Yep. Now, I would like to chime in here. Oh, go ahead. And, <laughs> and respectfully disagree with those things. Okay. <laughs> because I think now, definitely in 2020, we know way more about PTSD. And I don't know that that was something that they even... We didn't even call it that in 1983. So, that's... I mean... I, I, I don't disagree with your scores, and I would probably go back and change mine somewhat too, but I think when they made Uncommon Valor, there was so little known about it. Yeah, it was so, so you know. I, and I, I know? respect that opinion completely. Absolutely. That is so, so true. Any other thoughts on the, the movies before we go with our overalls? No, no, not at all. No, go ahead. All go right, ahead. then we'll do our overalls yeah, here. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll start on this one. Okay. Um, okay. Overalls, uh, again... I gotta give you credit. The old movie's gonna win here for me. <laughs> yes. Um, overall, adding the scores up, I really did. And just on my own personal opinion, I liked Uncommon Valor better. I thought as far as storytelling, it was a little easier to follow. It did hit some comedy points, which I thought hurt some of the like uh, the scores we used. Sure. But when I talk about what I like about a movie, right. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I loved Sailor. I thought he was hilarious when yes. he's licking the glass. That's oh, funny. Gosh, yeah. Um, and I thought this movie played on just about all your emotions, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. It was it was an action movie. It had the action. Um, it had the realism of talking about the Vietnam War and making you feel a little bit of what that was. Um, it has the emotion of human life being lost and saving these POWs. I also thought it did a really good job of showing. Um, the POWs in stress, like when you see them and, and like the, the just the the nobody when, home in the I mean, eyes. Yeah, and Wilkes pops up yeah. and then ducks away. That guy's like, did I really see yeah. it? Was that an American that I just saw? Yeah. Or was I just imagining that after 10 years in a POW camp? Yeah, yes. Sorry. No, no, you're right. good. I, that was the um, scene. I loved that scene. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, that was a really cool way to show mm-hmm. that. Um, so I did. I liked it way more than The Five Bloods. Uh, obviously it had some issues. Um, I, the old, I'm always going to go to it. It's not a good excuse and I'm using it. It's an old movie. So for me, it doesn't always do the same for me. Uh, the way too excessive use of explosions. But as we talked about, I'm with you. I'll take a real explosion over a CGI explosion yes, yes. any day of the week. So I did appreciate that mm-hmm. from it. Um, uh, and then the other thing I have to say is I'm also just not a massive fan of war movies. It's not my mm-hmm. favorite genre. I like. I, I mean, it's not my cup of tea. So my sure. score, I seventy nine is where I had it. Seventy nine. I would watch it again. Not my all time favorite. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Divide Bloods. We've already basically hit on it. Didn't love a lot of the editing choices. Didn't love the script. Acting, I thought was eh. It. It had a good premise, a good idea, and a decent message, and then it just hit you over the head over and over and Mm -hmm. over again, and then introduced a wild plot that you didn't need, and subplots that went nowhere, which was really weird to me. Yes. Um, So I gave it a 70. It's, I think that's one of the lower overall scores I've given. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. They, every week can't be two of us. No, we can't, yeah, we can't have the best movies all the time. Yes. What did you think? So overall... Um, Uncommon Valor, I kind of revert to 13-year-old Scott and remember watching this over and over again. If my friend Lonnie ever listens to this podcast, I don't know if he will, I'm going to tag it so he 
hears it, but this is one that I remember us talking about and us watching repeatedly. You know, to me, it holds up pretty well. It does hold up pretty well over the last 35 years. The training scenes, I liked. You hammered on the humor a little bit in the training scenes. I think it this movie, Uncommon Valor, used the humor in a better way than Defy Bloods did. Oh, gosh, yes. No you doubt know, about it. You know? No doubt about it. Use that. I don't know if that if people who would see that would belittle that. You're absolutely entitled to your opinion. Um, not finding Frank at the end and hearing that story about how he saved McGregor's life and how Frank died, you know, and seeing that emotion in Hackman's face and going, gosh, if we'd have just come a year earlier or two years earlier and done this sooner, we could have saved Mm -hmm. him and, and I could have my son, you know. That scene in the chopper at the end was just incredible. Yeah, that's a great scene. You know, That is an incredible scene. In a scene. flawed movie, that scene, you know, and we talked about the the welcome home scene, you know, how realistic was that, yeah. you know, where the CIA was bugging them and tapping them and taking pictures of them, took their weapons away when they got to Thailand. Um, probably not going to have this big, hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome home, home, guys. You great know. successful uh, Yes, but... For me, I still enjoy it. I love the story. I love that whole, we got to go get back and get these guys. The the retribution for allowing these guys who are treated like criminals when they got home a chance to be heroes mm-hmm. again in their own kind of way. I like that. I gave um, Uncommon Valor an 89. Nice. Pretty high, I think, probably. I don't know if it... If it deserves that, but I still enjoy that movie. Defy Bloods, I wanted to enjoy it. I, I I really went into it wanting to know that it was going to be a good storytelling by Spike Lee because I love a lot of his other movies. Um, it's probably going to be remembered as one of his poorest, if not his poorest movie-making experience. Yeah, I think that's true. Too long. Way too long. Spent spent time on things that it didn't need to spend time on um the different things that uncommon valor used the 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 chaos and the explosions um the things that i think it did well i think defy bloods did poorly i agree with that um um it wanted to make a lot of points you spike lee does not hide his feelings in this movie one bit. So I gave to five bloods, a 77 overall score. So, um, 12 points below uncommon valor. Uncommon valors are winners. Our winner for the winner. We get another one from the oldies collection. Absolutely. Um, our top five this week, Marvin, Mr. Marvin chose this one for us, and I struggled with this yeah, one this a little one's bit. Kind of tough. Um, I I had a few that jumped to my mind right mm-hmm. away after you said this, and then I had to do a little research here while we were watching. Um, and our top five this week is top five battle scenes yes. from movies. And I know you're going to pull something out of your butt here, but <laughs> that's all right. Actually, I'm going to pull five of them. No, four. <laughs> four of the five, I think you're going to be like, wait, I didn't think we were going this route. Okay, that's all right. So we're going to talk about what we believe to be our top five battle scenes from war movies. Maybe one of us stuck to that topic. Maybe the other did I didn't not. say war movies. I, I know, just said battle scenes. But that's where I'm going with it. So, Mitch, what is your number five battle scene? Number five. <laughs> number five, we have the last battle in 300. Three, oh, nice. 300 on the cliff where they where they fall, where they die. Yes. Um, nice. I mean, the whole movie is kind of one battle. Well, once it gets going, it's basically one yeah. battle. But that battle scene, love it. A lot of good, I mean, um, who was it, Snyder? No, that's... Gosh. Oh, I directed that. Whoever directed that, because yeah. I probably said that wrong. Whoever directed that, I thought this was a really cool movie for them, doing a lot of slow-mo, a lot of that action, mm-hmm. gore, and then having a really sad ending to the battle where they all die, and you're like, wow, yeah. that's 
tough. So And you know that's that's factually based. Yeah. That's a part of history there. Yeah, so. with with a little bit of liberty on right. uh, certain aspects. That's okay. That's okay. Yes. Uh, what about you, number five? My number five is Crimson Tide and the struggle for command of that submarine. If you've never seen Crimson Tide, Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman, your Gene, Gene Hackman, Hackman movie, and Denzel Washington. And race comes into play there, and the loyalty of the other crew members there, great, great movie. And just who's going to get control of that sub, and who's going to, is it going to, are we going to fire upon the Russians? Are we going to wait and see? It's a great movie. Great tension. Um, Crimson Tide, number five for me. How about your number four? Number four. I I can't wait. Yeah, you're going to appreciate these. Number four was The Empire Strikes Back, The Hawk Battle. The nice. Battle on Hoth. I love that scene. See, this is not where I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go like the food fight in Animal House. Oh, what was I thinking? I could have gone a step farther. <laughs> no, I still went war scenes. They're just not all like American wars. Well, that's okay. Yeah, so I went with Empire Strikes Back, the Hoth scene. I like it. I mean, it's a classic. Um, I don't know if I like it from the movie. Actually, I mean, I know I like it. I don't know if I like it as much as... Battlefront 2 video game. Yes. Hoth Battle. Oh, nice. Phenomenal. Nice. So I don't, I, I'm going to tell you, I might be cheating. That might be pulling me that direction when I but think about that. But the walkers and yes. the, the cables yes. and everything it's that sweet. goes along. And for that. when it came out, incredible use of what they had yes. to make it look good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Absolutely. So that was my number four. What do you got for number four? Number four, I have Charging the Fort in Glory. Glory is a Civil War yep. movie. Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, Matthew Broderick about a regiment of black soldiers that Matthew Broderick leads. Great, great war movie. I know you don't like war movies, but I had to stick with oh, yeah, war sure. movies and all of these. So, um, great scene. Great, very violent, but very realistic of what you would expect probably happened during the Civil yeah. War. You know, you're talking about soldiers who didn't have shoes. Soldiers who didn't have supplies, some of them didn't have bullets for their guns, but they're still fighting for that side that they feel is right. So, no, storing the fort scene from Glory is Glory. my number four. How about nice. your number three, sir? Number three. Gosh, these are funny because I feel like you have such in-depth, good, thought-out <laughs> answers, and my dumb, dumb brain is like, <laughs> lots of lights and movement no, in this scene. That's, that's why there's two of us <laughs> doing funny. this podcast. So my number three is, um, I don't know, we've talked about it before, and one of my good friends, if he listens to this, will be very happy that's made it on another top five of mine, mm-hmm. Edge of Tomorrow. Ooh. Edge of Tomorrow because it um, and specifically when they first drop I don't know what I would call the scene but when they first drop on the beach and it's mm-hmm. kind of a play on Omaha Beach yes. um, and so it's this just I mean he lands and people are just getting shot bodies are flying they have like the, the tech suits and some of them are malfunctioning just shooting sure. people up in the sky mm-hmm. and I thought that was really cool I love the movie overall um, it for a non-realistic war movie, mm-hmm. I think it does one of the better jobs of actually making you feel like you are in the middle of some absolute insanity. Nice. Yeah, nice. so, Edge of Tomorrow, um, that was my number three. What do you got, mm-hmm. number three? For my number three, I have the girl, teenage girl sniper scene from Full Metal Jacket at the end. Yeah. When she is just nailing the squad one guy after another they're wailing out there they don't know where that sniper's coming from they come up and get up to where she's at in that building and they realize it's a teenage girl that's been taking all these american soldiers out crazy and then they get her and at the end she's begging for them to shoot her and put her put her out of her misery she's suffering and that's like it's a wild movie. Uh, yes. All yes, around. absolutely. So, how about your number two? Number two, I went with a classic. Kind of stayed on, on par here. Um, I went with Saving, Saving Private Ryan when they stormed the beach. Yep. Like, that is... Yep. I mean, I watched that, I would say, probably way too young. Mm-hmm. Um, because that scene, that is like, I think, again, bringing back up, never been in war. So, I can't tell you firsthand, but, man, that is the darkest yeah. feeling I've ever felt yeah. about war when yeah. watching that. Yeah. Um, when they hit and it is, it's just, I mean, you can't even 
think straight with mm-hmm. everything that's going on, and they shot it in such a way that made you feel that. Yes. Um, I like that one a lot. Yeah. So yeah, good choice. Good Thank choice. Thank you. My number two is the uh, napalm drop scene in Platoon, Platoon. where um, Barnes gets killed. Elias ends up dying in that scene, shot up by Viet Cong, and Chris gets away, and Chris finally kind of comes to peace with those two leaders of the platoon. Um, He goes home. He does the voiceover at the end, and you're just like, wow, that's, you know, because you have all these other movies that kind of talk about these napalm drops during Vietnam, and there you see it, and it's just, you've got um, Barnes's character just coming, and then this huge explosion behind him, and it's just amazing. And I remember seeing that in the theater and just being overwhelmed by that, just mm-hmm. being walking out of the theater when I was a 16-year-old kid going, holy cow, I hope I never have to go to war. Yeah, no, right? So, how about your number one, Mitch? Number one, the second we decided on this, I knew this was going to be my pick. I have to let my nerd flag fly. Um, it is the Battle of Helm's Deep from Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> there's not a better fight or battle scene in, in the movie universe. It is so incredible. It's so incredibly shot. The scenery is awesome. The darkness of it. The the completely falling apart. Gonna lose. And oh my gosh! Like I have to describe this, and I don't want to. I'm gonna be really nerdy. Gandalf shows up at the last (laughs) second after Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, and all the army have just been getting depleted and holding and holding and holding. It is. Game changing. It yeah. is one of my favorite movie moments of all time is that end of that movie. I knew you were going to pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Oh, it is shoot. awesome. Yes. What do you got? What's your number one? My number one was your number two. The beach, the storming of Omaha Beach and Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Yep. It's a good yep. scene. Crazy. Yep. And long, but not, I mean, because you're just, you're in that. You're in, you're in that I, experience. I was glad it was long shot because... Yep. Short, like, if you do shorten that, because at times... You lessen the impact. Yes, bingo. By being in it for so long, you actually get the feeling of, like, oh my gosh, yeah, this didn't... It's not a movie when it happened. Somebody just got shot in the head, and somebody just blew up, and somebody else is floating in the water there, and it's just... Yeah, people went through this, and it didn't stop. It just kept going. Absolutely. I love that pick. Great top five. Oh, absolutely. That was a fun one. Um, Let's talk about next week. Heck yeah. We're in October, and we're going to do some of our favorite genre here. We have chosen for next week um, a couple horror comedy movies there. We're going to be doing um, Evil Dead 2 and Cabin in the Woods. Yes. For our October. And... You know, guys, we may go past Halloween once we start getting into these horror movies. Yeah, we might. These scary movies. This is my favorite time of year when they start playing these on the cable channels. I mean, it's the best. Everybody's streaming now. I still have satellite. (laughs) So when they start playing them on on the, the. Cable channels that play scary movies. I love it. I, lo- I do. So, um, Anything else you got for this week, Mr. Marvin? I'm happy to be back recording. It yes. didn't feel right not doing no, it for a week. You're right. So we will see you next week. Um, follow us. We'll, we'll hit you up on Twitter and Facebook. Um, if anybody else loves these movies, please share it with them. Um, otherwise... Thank you for listening to Real Education.